Hello and welcome to Relationship Goals Question Mark. I am Amber Zackham. And I am Dan Zackham. And tonight we are finally back, finally healthy somewhat. And um, yeah, things are like getting back to normal. Yeah, things are back on the up and up for the Zackhams. Yeah, Zackhams are... No longer needing to take several cough breaks throughout the episode. No, now you're just having withdrawals from all the medication. Yes. So there's that too. I'm codeine junkie. (laughs) It is my drug of choice. You're going to be up for days now. No, I don't think so. So um, tonight, well, do we have any news, I guess? Do we have anything we're talking about? Uh, No, just in the holiday swings, I suppose. Nothing new. Amber is in the jolly spirit putting lights on our house today. Big news. They look great. Um, Yeah. I ordered a couple more Christmas things today, too. Yeah, that's fun. Just in the... Decorations. Yeah. I mean... Might as well. I like to add a few things every year. Yeah. By the time we're like 50, our house will be insane. 20 Christmas trees. Hmm. We don't have 20 rooms, but we'll definitely have like 10. I could see just like a tunnel of them when like you walk in, like it only directs you one way (laughs) type of thing. Can't even walk through the house. No, not at all. That's fair. I I feel bad because Lincoln's room doesn't have a tree and it's like the only, well, I mean the downstairs bedroom doesn't either, but I just feel like she would enjoy a tree at night. Yeah. I think she'd like a little nightlight tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next year. Yeah. But, but. Uh, moving on otherwise um, i don't think we have any real big news no i don't think so either just living living life living life trying to feel better trying to work through just typical typical uh daily shit i guess so tonight um we were supposed to do an episode with our friends but danny doesn't organize well so. no i just i just actually texted them to uh set that up so i'm a little late i suppose for this episode so that'll be coming in a couple weeks because yeah. we have a couple things scheduled for the next couple weeks with christmas and new year's coming so stay tuned for that we are going to start our our guest spots off this season but um tonight we're talking about relationships and home ownership Something that obviously is very uh, pertinent and important when you're in a relationship. If you're in it for the long haul, you're probably going to live with your significant other. <laughs> I would you're hope eventually. at one point going to buy a place with them, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, a lot of decisions and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to uh, talk about our journey to home ownership, as well as just some of the ups and downs. And maybe um, if you're thinking about buying with a significant other, this will give you some help. So I think buying a house was a major relationship milestone for us. Um, but it's definitely something that was super like memorable for me. Oh, I, lot. There are a lot of lots of emotions when you when you find the place that you want. Well, the journey is a lot of emotions um, too. Ups and downs all around. It's definitely a roller coaster. Um, and I definitely don't think we knew what we were getting ourselves into. I don't think anybody does though. At least not the first time. N- n- no, I don't think anyone prepares you. Like they're just like, yeah, you fi- like you find someone you like, and they find you a home type of thing. Well, and we've only bought one one property together. Yeah. Um, we rented for five years and we've owned for two and a half years. 
um, the three other years we were together, our parents paid for our apartments because it was college. Let me tell you, we had, uh, before we go into just the ownership, we had some interesting landlords. Uh, That's true. Some good ones. Some. I feel like most of ours were all like They good. were pretty good. Yeah. Shout out to Barry. I know <laughs> no one knows who that is. He was our original landlord when we moved to Chicago. And if something was broken, it didn't matter if it was like 10 at night. <laughs> like someone would be there in like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's to true. To come fix it same night. So that was really nice. And our last uh, landlord was great because especially, you know, that's one obstacle you have to tackle when you're going from renting to owning is a lot of times the like leaving your apartment and buying your house, that stuff doesn't always match up perfectly. So we luckily were able to work out a system with our old landlord where we only double paid for our mortgage and our house one or in our apartment one month. Yeah. Which was really nice. Thank God, because it's, you know, it's hard when you're buying a house because it can take months. It can take a month. It it just depends on how quickly people want to get things wrapped up, how quickly, if you're buying a house that other people live in, they can move out. You know, there's a lot of obstacles that come into that. So making sure that you talk to your current landlord about maybe the flexibility of getting out of your lease or extending your lease um, is something good to know. Uh, because when we started the home buying process, um, I started looking in the fall. So it would have been, um, what year did we buy our house? 2018? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Is that right? I think so. Okay. We'll call it that. We'll call it 2018. Um, and then, yeah, that's right. We didn't look at the first house though till March. No, I started looking in the fall. By well, myself. You started looking in the fall. You went and saw one house on your own. Yep. I went with Patty. With Patty. Danny Stepmom. I love that house. I loved the house. So yeah. I started looking in the fall. And I, like Danny said, I only went and looked at one house, but I was looking online a lot. And he was, you know, we, our, our um, apartment was up in August. So, you know, <clears throat> in, you know, we weren't necessarily in a place to buy something in the fall when i started looking it was like november or something yeah and so that meant you know we had nine months until we were out but i thought you know i'm definitely going to need a lot of time to be able to get through this so just because like you said we were brand new at doing this we didn't know everything that we wanted i mean obviously there are things that we wanted but I think looking back, our list maybe would be a little different on the things we wanted. And we also got what we wanted. No, my list wouldn't be different. Not at all? I don't think so. Because we got the perfect house? Well, I mean, there's things in this house that I would change, but the major things we wanted, we got all of them. 100%. But one thing that, you know, Danny was wary on starting to look at houses when I did. He didn't want anything to do with it. But he also worked in refinance loans for the first year out of college. So he had a lot of knowledge on homeownership and when it came to the finance end and you handled literally every detail when it came to, you know, as soon as we put our offer in, Danny understood how to handle every single thing that we needed there on out. Yeah. Which was really nice knowing that we, you know, there's a lot of paperwork that goes into a house. So basically making sure that we, you know, put our ducks in a row and got that stuff together early, which I mean, I think that's a hard thing for people when, you're trying to do that stuff on the fly and 
those that paperwork's not all together. Well, and that's another thing is I convinced Danny to go look at a house in March. So that was four months after Saint I had started. Patty's looking. Day weekend. Yep, if I think it was because we were going right down to the river after we looked at the house. And funny enough, that house is actually in the neighborhood that we currently live in. So. We can see it from our bedroom window. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as soon as I showed him a house that was, you know, in my mind, in what our budget would be he immediately was ready to start looking at houses because it, it jumpstarted him and got him excited. And, um, but the first thing Danny said was we need to get a realtor and we need to get pre-qualified for what we'll be able to actually afford. And so that was obviously, again, him knowing how to handle that. Um, and from there, we reached out to our friend, Nick Adato. Good old Nick Adato. Who is a realtor in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And helped us out so much. He set us up with a realtor here because he um, you know, isn't licensed in Illinois. So he, he set us up though. with Mark Kolick, and um he's an awesome realtor. If you want to buy in the in Illinois, I would highly suggest uh reaching out to us and we can get you his contact info or you can he crushes. You can follow him on Instagram. It's Mark Kolick, uh, M-A-R-K-K-O-W-A-L-I-K. And he dubs himself the active realtor. And he is in every bit of that. I mean, he lives that. So, and he's a great guy. Well, when we first got connected with him, he had sent us over their company's listing page and I spiraled immediately. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can... Not on the same page. I, I was just, you know, I shouldn't have looked at the email because I was at my work conference for the year and I was like, he doesn't get us. He doesn't know our budget. He doesn't know what kind of houses we want. He doesn't know what neighborhood we want. Well, little did I know that, of course, he didn't know because we didn't fill any of the information out yet. So um, once that we, you know, had figured we had told him the neighborhoods the budget, what we were looking for. We, he had us fill out like a must haves, would likes, and, you know, basically like dream items. And, um, you know, he was absolutely amazing. Danny calmed me the fuck down about it because I was spiraling immediately. And it's just like one of those things, like he, you got to dial it in, right? He doesn't necessarily know until he meets us, gets to know our personalities. Well, yeah. And I yeah. thought after one meeting, he, he got us completely. Uh-huh. Oh, the first house we saw. Well, we saw like, well, like eight houses, nine eight, houses. Eight or 10, somewhere in there. I don't remember exactly how many, but. Um, and so, I mean, some were over budget, some were under budget, some were great, and I think we would have been super happy in them. There's two others we saw that I think we would have been just as happy in. There were some really interesting ones. There were some terrifying ones. Um, people can make anything look great online. And um, that one had the, the awesome lighting in the kitchen. No, was that was the terrifying one. <laughs> yeah. The looked- one that had a, a sliding door next to a regular door in the kitchen. What were they thinking? Um, but we also had talked with our financial advisor, Doug, and he told us, you will know when you found your house. He, he, he was not wrong. And he wasn't because, you know, we had seen, like I said, there were several houses that we probably would have been very happy in. Some of them, you know, like I said, some were in neighborhoods that we would have maybe more preferred. Some of them, um, 
were less expensive. Some of them needed work. Some of them didn't. We looked at, you know, a bunch of different things. And when we walked into our current house, we both knew that this was the house we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as we walked in, we, I mean, Amber's like, we need to get this house. And I mean, we made sure we did. I got, I mean, you really made sure we did. I mean, I don't know that I did anything different than, you know, what you did. You left a lasting impression in the, uh, the listing agent's head (laughs) and we huddled in the garage and came up with a solid game plan on how we were going to go about it. And it, uh, it worked out. So this is another little piece of advice that we can give if you are in the process or thinking about the process of buying a home with your significant other or by yourself. Um, a realtor said there are other offers and you have to put your best foot forward. And that can be whatever that means to you. So many buyers and sellers have been scorned by highest offer. And so that means, you know, can you offer um, how much down, you know, can you pay cash? Can you, you know, what are, what are the thing, what's the thing that makes you unique and um, preferable to the seller? And that's what you have to put out there. And so uh, for us, you know, we, we were able to um, put more down than 20%, yeah. which made us appealing to the buyer And like Danny said, we, um, you know, we really showed our personalities when we were touring the house and the selling agent was here and he really liked us. And I think that helped along the way. Um, We were told that our offer wasn't the highest when we put ours in. We weren't told what it was, but they did counter us. And after about what seemed like five minutes of pure chaos, we accepted their counter offer. That. It was literally like, I would say 10 minutes of us trying to get a hold of someone being like, what do we do? Like, Because they countered us at what, like 15,000 more than we had offered? Yeah. But once again, Nick Adato, Savior, mm-hmm. called me back and basically calmed us down and explained to us, you know, this is what it is and like put it into like real terms. And right. It made a lot of sense. And at the end of the day, we're like, well, that's a no brainer. We were basically told, um, you know, if you're if you find a great house, it's going to be great for other people as well. And so you're going to end up having other offers um, no matter you know what house it is. So you're you're going to be up against other people at some point and they're going to counter. They're always going to counter if they have multiple offers because they have the leverage. And so he basically told us, you know. $16,000 over 30 years is, you know, like $20. I don't know what it actually is. I'd have to do the math, but like $20 more a month. It's not that much. And so, you know, he said, if that's what you're comfortable with, and it was $16,000 over our budget, but uh, we were able to, like I said, put more down. So it ended up being less than our total budget, which was great. And so it ended up working out and we got the house that we've, you know, we love and we, you know, there's a lot of great things about this house. Um, but okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about the things we really wanted and the things that we were willing to bend a little bit on. I'm just going to like, first off say this, this is really important when like, I mean, it's, 
buying a house is a big decision or a relationship. So you want to make sure that you are both on the same page and you sit down and actually talk about your must haves, things that you're willing to sacrifice if it's right. Like making sure that you agree because there's nothing worse than, I mean, you watch the shows where like people walk in and they don't agree on anything. You're like, Mm -hmm. how could anyone pick a home if like, if they can't agree on anything? And it seems like on those shows, someone's always sacrificing something for the other person. So yeah, but that's life. Oh, that's life. But if you sit down and like have those conversations and like talk about it beforehand, I feel like, I don't know, it goes a long way. And I feel like we did a good job of that. Yeah. So I think our must-haves were a backyard for the dog. So we wanted to be in a single family home or a townhouse that had a private yard. Yes, 100%. Um, You know, with the townhouse situation, we needed the HOA fees to be low. um, Or, you know, obviously we were going to have to change our budget dependent on what those monthly fees were. And I think people forget like in Chicago, for instance, like depending on what neighborhood you're in, you can be in a neighborhood that maybe you can afford, but HOA fees could be astronomical. No, you're talking about taxes. Taxes could be astronomical and you might not be able to From afford neighborhood it. to neighborhood. From neighborhood to neighborhood, just depending on the schools and mm-hmm. other things. So that, I mean, that plays a huge factor in your budget here. Which no matter where you live, those are things you need to consider. You know, taxes, what, what the taxes per month are, because that gets added to your monthly mortgage and then on top of it if you have well you're also going to have homeowners insurance but that's pretty low and then if you have HOA fees that also gets added onto that so you're going to have three maybe four items that yeah. you have to bundle together so it's not just the price of the home it's the three or four other things as well 100% two or three other things yeah um I feel like garage was another one. I, th- I feel mm-hmm. like we both really wanted, we both wanted a garage. Yep. I wanted a kitchen that w- was big enough for people to sit in. So um, not a galley kitchen, something that people could hang out in because people, you know, are drawn to kitchens. We wanted at least three bedrooms. Yep. We wanted at least two, two and a half bathrooms. And I really wanted a basement. I mean, and you wanted a waterfall. Well, I didn't put that on the list. I know it wasn't on the list, but you really wanted it. He, what he meant to finish saying was a waterfall countertop, not a waterfall, like in the home. Ooh. <laughs> um, we also wanted something that was going to be essentially turnkey, so completely renovated or brand new. Um, we weren't looking to do renovations. No. It's not, our, not really our forte, especially not my forte. Well, and we saw a house in a, in a neighborhood that we would have preferred and um it needed a lot of work and even though it was significantly less than our house right now it was just not something we felt like we could handle taking on it was a lot it it would have ended up being a lot and i think it would have ended up being a lot on our relationship to go through because that house definitely did have some issues even though i really liked it Mm -hmm. and it was Big. It was really big. It was really big. But this house, our, I think our house already is sometimes too big. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine having another like thousand square feet. And I don't think our house is too big now when it's like us and the dogs and everything. But if one of us is gone for like two two days <laughs> that and like we're working from, it's it does definitely seem like a big house. And like sometimes you're like, where the hell are the dogs? Mm-hmm. Like 
two floors away from us. We also have a lot of unused living space. Well, just because it's just us just two, two right now. Us, yeah. right. But we planned on, you know, we bought a house that was something we could grow into. We love having our family and friends stay with us. We want to have kids. So those were things that were important to us. Um, that being said, we also were pretty flexible on neighborhood. We wanted to be on the west side of Chicago. It's our favorite area of Chicago. Amber was really <laughs> flexible, real flexible okay. on the neighborhood. Not necessarily. I was willing to look at places that maybe <laughs> weren't just, quite the neighborhoods that we should be looking at. <laughs> there were a few. We, no, just no. They weren't quite even up and coming yet. Let's just no. say that. <laughs> But regardless, um, you know, we, we, if you're familiar with Chicago, we were really looking at something in Logan Square, Avondale, Humboldt Park, or anything West Town, Ukrainian Village. We, we love, love Wicker Park. We just love the West Side. We love the West Side. And so um, we live in Humboldt Park, and it is definitely an up and coming neighborhood, but it has rapidly grown in the last two and a half years. We have, you know, it's we're in a very small pocket next to the park that is like, uh, what would you say? It's like 10 blocks that encompass from, you know, North Avenue to Division. Um, division. Yeah. And it's very neighborhood feeling, but you can, you know, walk for 10 minutes and be at stores and restaurants and cafes and everything you would need. And so it's, you know, something we wanted. We wanted to be able to have kind of that neighborhood feel while remaining fully inside Chicago. You know, we didn't want to live in the suburbs, but we wanted to have kind of that suburban feel a little bit where you have neighbors and everyone has houses and kids play outside and the street, we, we live on a one way, which makes our street very, um, there's not a lot of traffic and we are just two blocks from one of the largest parks in Chicago. I'm going to say, and that's the really nice thing is that it's so easy to get to the, the park and, I mean, doing the whole park, I mean, it's five miles or it's a huge park. Right. And I mean, it's so nice for Penelope. One of our dogs loves to go on long walks. Mm -hmm. And well, we both love to go on long walks. Yeah. So that is great. And, um, you know, we, one thing we gave up a little bit is definitely we, I, you know, there's sometimes I would love to be maybe just, like I said, that 10 minute walk closer to things, maybe be a little closer. Um, even though it doesn't take that long to get to anything, I would prefer maybe, you know, just a half a mile. Yeah, sometimes it always just seems a little bit further right. than you want it to be. But I also think with how much, you know, the area is growing that that will change over the years. Yeah. And, um, you know, another thing we were willing to give up a little bit is being close to public transportation because we do drive a lot of places and um, we are actually very close to bus lines. So if we choose to, we do have that as an option, but we aren't close to the train. So that makes it a little bit harder for people to get to us. 100%. Like people are definitely going to have to Uber to get out, out this way. I guess. Or drive. Or but most drive. of our friends do have cars. Or they live on the West side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but Beyond that, I think that, you know, we were, we had the ideas of what we were willing to bend on. We knew what we really wanted and we really got all of it. I mean, not, 
There's not many things I would say we didn't we didn't get with this house. Mm-hmm. Fully loaded. Someone would say it's a fully fully loaded fully loaded truck. No one would say that. Yeah, that's what they would say. So these are my recommendations, and you can kind of pipe in as you feel. But I would say if you're you know doing the home ownership, you know whether it's a home, a condo, whatever, with your significant other, the first is just keep other each other in check making sure you're staying on course for what you both want. And yeah, well, you can walk, you you can watch someone's like reaction when they walk in a house and like, you can see like your significant other be very excited about like a house that they walk into, but you got to, you know, reel it in and make sure that, that it does fit with what you want and that it is meeting all those needs because sometimes there's something that you, that comes out and it is what you want, I guess, at the time, but maybe it isn't that important. The next is to get a good realtor that you can talk candidly to. So I love this. I hate that. And that's something that helps them understand more what you're looking for. So after, you know, the first house you see, you can say, I like X, Y, and Z. I don't like this. And so that way they know, okay, the next time this is how I can build upon what I already know about them. And I just love that our, our realtor, Mark, Mark, just like, he like laughed with us and just made us like feel like we made the right decisions always. And like, I don't know, it was just always in a good mood and just happy to see us. And also it's really good to know your budget limitations. So even though, like I said, Danny and I went $16,000 over budget that, um, you know, you have to know what that means for you. So if you are a hard no on something, then be a hard no on something. Or if you have a little bit of that extra wiggle room, that's okay too. Or, you know, if you can give and take, depending on where that budget limit can go with your down payment or um, depending on where you live, taxes and things like that, that's something to keep in mind. And just gotta, you gotta be smart with, you gotta be smart with money. You gotta be, you don't, don't want to buy something that, you know, makes it so you can't be financially stable. You got, you have don't to be house poor. Don't be house poor. You got to live with, you got to live within your means. Don't, it's not 2008. Don't be stupid <laughs> with, like, your, with these, you know, bad loans, like buy what you're comfortable with and grow into it. And then if, I mean, if you need a bigger house then you can go from there, but. The next is that down payment can be key to having you know, giving you that upper hand, but it also can be key to giving you a little wiggle room within your budget as well. Um, don't be afraid to show off your personality when you're trying to buy a house. Like I said, we felt like our personalities were a part of the reason why we won in the bidding war that we had. Yeah, we just had a good time while we were here, I feel like. And the listing agent knew that we, you know, we really liked the place. Um, make sure that you know the things that are most important to you and what you're willing to give on because no one gets everything they want in a property. Or I, I guess if you do, you're spending a lot of like, I don't think so. I, there's even when you watch like million dollar listing shows, even people with a $5 million budget are still giving up something that they want. Isn't that crazy? Cause it's not a $7 million house. That's what I'm it, saying. Like everyone's million, it's not a $10 million house. In my opinion, nuts. everyone's dream house is just out of reach. And maybe that's, you know, 20% more or 50% more or whatever that number is. But 
you can make anything your dream home if you're getting the foundation you're looking for and then you can build upon that um also when it comes to your relationship be a team and share in the challenge of this time because it is a very challenging and stressful time it's uh you know the process is way more invasive than i was prepared for and i think it was more intense than getting married oh 100 there there's a lot that goes into it and it's a lot of it's a lot of teamwork together and a lot of communication together obviously mm-hmm. once again comes back down to like you gotta continue to be on the same page continue to talk when someone is stressed like you know you just got you have to work your partner through it and help them out and like if it's explaining something that they don't know if it's if it's something changes that they want like you you have to be open about those things and communicate it because a lot of things happen well and i think that it was one of the main things we've been a team on in our relationship we both really were involved and I can't say that about everything that we do. No. So I think that buying houses might be a strong suit for our relationship. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> a lot of our strengths come out, I, I feel like, yeah. when, when push comes to shove. Our strengths are cohesive. Yeah. Let's just say that. Um, you know, and then beyond buying the house, then you are homeowners. So there are struggles that come with that as well. And we have had Things plenty break. of those. Things break. You wake up and the uh, the water pumps just spraying water everywhere in the basement. And there's not like a like a handy guy that comes and just fixes that stuff out of the blue. We've had leaks. We've had, you know, uh, lights knocked off our house. We've needed stairs added. We've had cracks. We've had our dogs break things. So I would say a tip is to utilize someone handy in your family shout out to my stepdad dan or get a handyman because you're going to need someone that can fix little and big things often and our house was completely gutted and rebuilt it was considered new construction and we still have problems all the time i mean it's not a lot of problems but it's it's something every couple months and second hire someone that can clean your house once a month Okay, well, they all know why we had to do that because somebody wasn't pulling their weight. Yeah. I also think that asking questions whenever something comes up because no one knows what they're doing when it comes to the home ownership process. We got a ton of money back after the first year because we overpaid in taxes because those are estimated. Um, Sometimes you owe in because you underpaid. And so ask questions, make sure of, you know, asking experts it's okay to and it's okay to ask questions don't i think people are especially adults are always afraid to ask questions because they don't want to feel wrong and especially if they have to ask someone maybe that's younger like they don't think that's like as experienced like grown-ups struggle with that so well and i mean no every like i've always i always preach this is that you can't be good at everything so use people around you (laughs) thank you but i also feel like i use people around me who are smarter than me and know more things than me at specific topics and that's why i'm well-rounded and you know if i have a question about health i reach out to someone i know in healthcare. if i have a question about you know how i'm running my business i reach out to our accountant or our financial guy you know like there's 
people that go to school for all of these things and yeah. you know someone or know someone who knows someone that can help you reach out to people, ask questions. Your parents probably bought a house. Your significant other's parents have probably bought a house. So those are people that can tell you this is what, you know, this is what this, this is what this. I mean, one tip my mom gave me was to see the house if possible when it's raining. A lot of things can show up when it's raining really hard. So that's something I never would have thought of. Um, there's, you know, there's a million things, but I think it all just comes down to having good communication with your partner, deciding what you're comfortable with and, you know, trying to find the best fit for the two of you. Yeah. 100%. And I think we did that. We did. We love our house and I'll put up a picture of, uh, I don't know, some picture of our house on our Instagram. So you guys can check it out for anyone who doesn't know what our house looks like. Um, Anything else from your end, Span? Um, be patient. Know what you want. Know what you're able to sacrifice. And just buy a good fucking house. I don't know. Sure. Just buy a good house. You're ridiculous. I know. If you guys can't tell, Danny, again, didn't prepare for this episode, so... Yeah, it is true. I asked him if he had notes, and he said, yeah. And I said, no, someone can see. And he said, not Get yet. out of here. So. So, but Derek already texted me back, so I we can get back to that, our next episode, maybe. Great. Well, you guys don't need to listen to this. And so, Danny's going to cheers us out. Cheers to the holidays. Brings people together. Makes people wait in our lines for the Chris Kendall market. It is what it is. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. Have a good day. Have a good fucking day.